Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Pot of Gold podcast. I am Fernando, joined as always by Mike B. Mike, exciting times. Uh, I mean, quiet times right now around Notre Dame football, but some exciting times around Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, how, how are you doing today? Doing well, Fernando. Um, yeah, we, we uh, just had a chance to talk to a Hall of Famer, um, and it just happened to be somebody from the Country Music Hall of Fame, Garth Brooks, as folks know. He's back in town and he was doing a little pre-show uh, publicity before Saturday night's show. And uh, I, I really was impressed with uh, how much thought he gave our questions uh, and uh, the quality of the answers and, uh, and just the uh, personality that he exuded. He was really into it. He's, uh, I'd never met him before and uh, I was impressed. I had never met him either. And it was funny because he's like, you know, if you guys would have been here before uh, when he came back in 2018, he, first thing he said is, I don't want to talk at you guys. I want to talk with you guys. So whoever has a question, throw it out there. Let's have some fun. Let's let's have some fun with this. And I really do think that he kind of he liked the, the the questions. He got into it. And, and honestly, I, fans should be expecting a, uh, a good show come Saturday night because he, he had the energy, he was ready to go and, and he seemed excited. Yeah. He, you know, you just, uh, talk about the, uh, you know, the way he prowled around the uh, front of the room there. I yeah. mean, he, he wouldn't stay in one spot. He wasn't seated. He would, when you know, he was, our videos will show, he came right toward the camera the way Letterman used to, uh, do it when he was hosting his show. Um, and, um, it just, just, uh, a guy, really a people person, uh, entertainer, but um, a regular approachable guy. That's what I mentioned on Twitter. I, I, I was just impressed with how accommodating he was, how approachable he was. He just, he just liked uh, the back and forth, uh, the conversation of it. Yep. And uh, you know, what, a, what a run of success he's had. Um, and, uh, and it doesn't seem like he's looking to slow down anytime soon. You know, it's funny. You can talk about personable. I mean, the guy asked, what's your, uh, he wanted you to say your name and then your affiliation. And then he'd be like, nice to meet you. And then like, say your name and repeat your name and be like, nice to meet you. And he really, like you said, really approachable guy. And Mike, you and I have been to numerous, uh, numerous, um, press conferences before. And it's really rare that somebody tries to use your name as a, like they use your name. Oh, hey, nice to meet you. And and Garth was just one of those guys. So honestly, a lot of fun. We got to talk to him um, off to the side for about two, three minutes, and and just a, a fun guy who who you could tell you could tell he's having so much fun being on this tour. And it's a long tour. It's a very long tour that he's on right now. And and he seems like he he's just getting uh, more energized as the tour continues. Yeah, I, mean, I think that if you look at the scheduling of it. Um they're wise to uh, basically hit one city per weekend. Um, it's not one of these uh, uh, like almost famous uh, things where you go from city to city, night to night. Um, that would be grueling, but yeah. the way you know, gives them a chance to, uh, to recover a little bit, rebuild the energy and, um, and do what he's doing now, 60 years old. I asked him that question about uh, 
what it's like to to be out there on a major stadium tour now that he's 60 and uh, he quoted Springsteen talking about how <laughs> that walk uh, from the dressing room to the stage everything's cured uh, whatever's hurting at that point no matter what's uh, happened before it's uh, you you get that rush so it, it was cool I mean he's been he's he's been on every he's been he's heard every question he's been on every show um he's a great communicator and uh, he was very uh, kind with his time today and I'm sure folks are going to have a great time so um yeah i'm looking forward to, to hearing the clips that we're going to have for folks here on pot of gold yeah no definitely and, and one of the things that really could tell you what kind of a guy he is he shouted out his uh his whole equipment crew and he said hey these guys haven't seen their families in four weeks and guess what they're not going to see their families for another four months because he he's still doing and like you said it's he's separating the days not every night but it is still uh, a tough grueling schedule um, just because of all the different places that he's going. And then I think, uh, Mike, you, t- you were the one that told me that he's ending it in Ireland. So mm-hmm. that'll be, that'll, his tour comes in in Ireland. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, obviously Notre Dame football is headed there next, uh, next season to play Navy, uh, at, um, in, uh, in Ireland. So Dublin. that'll Dublin, be yeah. Dublin. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, let's, let's start off with what, uh, what we talked to him about. I, I started off by asking him, I'm like, Hey, you're, you're a football aficionado. Like you, you like college football. He's an Oklahoma state fan. Uh, but he likes college football. And I asked him straight up. I'm like, what do you think about Notre Dame and the way they're heading with their football program? And here's what he had to say. Well, here's the thing is you guys aren't your tradition and your worth, I guess, to the rest of the world is not dependent on what last season was very rare right it's always a classy organization always the best and you guys are always in the hunt um again man you know how many people got to go to a school like that so congratulations first of all and you hired great people i had uh, me and brian kennedy trying to see what chuck's around here me and brian kennedy had lunch with um coach holtz down in orlando about a month ago oh, wow and just the way he speaks of the school with such reverence is how we all feel about it. What, what was that lunch like to be with him? And, and it's good because he speaks in those, he speaks in those perfect little, you know, one little chunk kind of things. It's just like, oh my gosh, I'm, I need to write that one down. But you remember him all. He's he's great and he's real. He also listens. When you talk to him, he's listening to you. Man, that's that's. I hate to say in this time, that's rare, but it is. So Mike, he got to, he got to, uh, not only is he, perspe- he, he knows exactly what way this team is headed, but he got to sit down with Lou Holtz and have lunch with him and everything. That must've been uh, quite a meal and, and quite a way to, to get to sit down with one of the legendary head coaches of Notre Dame football and really get a, a lay of the land and, and see what this program is all about. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like Marcus Freeman uh, did of course a little more natural connection there with, with Marcus going down to Orlando and, and spending time with Lou but uh, a lot of wisdom to come from that guy um, and a lot of perspective on handling fame and etc but um, one of the things that uh, that Garth brought out there is that when he was spending time with Lou Holtz that uh, he felt like what he was saying Lou was listening closely and um, Garth appreciated that he said that you would think that famous people talking to famous people, everybody would be listening closely, but he said, that's not always the case uh, when you have a conversation and, and um, you know, that's uh, I thought that was uh, some good perspective there. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, there's, there's nobody uh, uh, probably on the, you know, within the entertainment or sports world that a, a 
big country music star like Garth Brooks couldn't get uh, to return his call, but uh, they were sitting down uh, breaking bread, as they say. And, uh, and, and yeah, that, that's, that had to be pretty cool. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, obviously, uh, like I like I've mentioned him being a football aficionado, he knows. And he says like he even said it during his press conference, like there's only a few schools, Notre Dame included, that they have different standards than everybody else around the country and their football teams. And he said Notre Dame is one of them where they are different. They expect more. They uh, they they're at, at the top echelon of of the programs and all around the country so he definitely uh he definitely took notice in that but uh mike you 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 talked to him a little bit about uh the nil i don't think javelin throws as much as the football or basketball <laughs> guys for sure right with the shoe contracts and yeah. stuff but uh you happy no, here? I, I don't know I, I, we'll see how it plays out i understand what it's supposed to do which i like um and because you know these guys truthfully we go to school to become journalists if they go to school to become basketball players, that's kind of what they're doing, right? So to ask them to do that and keep up their grades, even though it's like, come on, you're gifted, you can handle the extra weight and the pressure to get it done, get it done. But at the same time, uh, if done right, NIL hopefully will be a good thing for the universities and for the athletes as well. So, Mike, what was your biggest takeaway from what he talked about about the NIL and, and kind of the way uh, things are going right now in, in the landscape of uh, of athletes and, and – uh and schools with with the nil deals well yeah like as he joked you know um this is a this is a former intercollegiate athlete it was the javelin though for him at oklahoma state and <laughs> so it was probably you know even then uh, limited earning capacity but he was you know while he was in school there i believe he was still uh wasn't able to be paid but he certainly was uh uh developing his his uh, musical skills um as a young man, but imagine, yeah, you know, there's people with, with the ability to, to, uh, excel beyond their, um, given, uh, you know, talent, the one that everybody takes for on face value. There's, there's all kind of hidden talent out there. It could be artistic talent, could be, could be, uh, speaking talent, could, could be anything, uh, could be musical talent. And, and, uh, that's what NIO was set up to do. And I like the fact that he says there, let's see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, and of course it's changing rapidly by by next week. If we were to ask him that very question a week from now in Cincinnati before he's, he's going to play two shows next weekend, he might have something even uh, fresher to say because uh, that thing's changing quickly based on those meetings out in Phoenix. Uh, there may they may be reining in the the uh, runaway collectives here very soon. And and uh, it sounded like uh, to read between the lines that Garth Brooks not necessarily a big fan of uh, the inducement side of what's been happening on NIL. Cause that wasn't the intended aim, at least not the, uh, the stated mission or the one that we all interpreted, but that's what the NCAA gets for being hands off with it for almost a full year. Is it, um, it's it, the thing just took on a life of its own. We'll see if they're able to rein it back in or if it put the genie back in the bottle or if it's too late, but um, he did express that uh, in general terms that he knows what it's how, what it was intended for. And he does, like that aspect and he hopes it can work for athletes and for uh universities as well and and i think that's everybody's hope yeah no and, and it is going to be tough just because of everything going on i mean i think i just saw on twitter right now that uh one of the running backs from texas the longhorns he just signed a deal with uh with lamborghini so it's definitely <laughs> getting it's definitely get, mike how would you feel about signing a deal an nil deal with lamborghini oh my you know <laughs> that, that, uh, it's it's 
I just don't know how they how they roll back that clock. I mean, uh, it, there's in terms of uh, it's already been mentioned. I mean, these these collectives that have uh, on Texas, I think it was like fifty grand per offensive lineman was already set aside. That that story's old. That's been out there for months. Um, but no matter who came in, didn't matter if you were even expected to play, they they just pooled their funds and set that aside. You knew you were going to get that. Um, you know, we've seen multiple Miami, of course, uh, University of Miami, yeah. uh, really pushing the envelope, but it's everywhere. Uh, but it's not, um, the collective at Notre Dame hasn't done that. And I think this is where Notre Dame is well said. If, if collectives are allowed to continue to do what Notre Dame has sketched out with the fund, uh, friends of Notre of University of Notre Dame with Tom Mendoza and Brady Quinn and, and, and other uh, key figures around the university um if they're able if collectives do exist going forward uh the, the healthy way for it would be to uh, not uh benefit the athlete until the athlete has arrived and enrolled for one thing um and then it to, to tie it into charitable works and not just uh, squeezing off a few tweets here or there um and certainly uh, uh not to link it up to uh to sports cars that cost six figures that um, that would be good but you know uh that sports illustrated story that ross dellinger wrote um you know kind of laying out a week ago about how it's it's really one hundred and fifty thousand yeah. per uh five-star recruit out there that's kind of the going rate it was it was eye-opening for everybody to see and to see people openly even an lsu uh booster with their collective who's known for ambulance chasing um talking openly about um how they have really no no shame no embarrassment about it the way their the path was wide open for them so um that's that may be changing in real time we'll see but i did think it was important to ask a former collegiate athlete um who's as we've determined and known yeah. a, a big big sports fan and of course his wife trisha yearwood famed country star as well a uh, big university of georgia fan and um he was funny on that too. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, one of the faces right now is Jordan Addison, who's transferring for Pitt to uh, who knows where, but they're talking about how he could be making $3 million uh, if he heads the USC or wherever he heads. So it's just crazy right now what's going on with college football and, and some of these athletes. But, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I You know, last when we talked to the bus, he, he pointed out something about you, Mike, that you're an analytics guy. You like researching, you like doing your research. And he's he's right, you do. And you found out that uh, Gene Simmons and uh, from Kiss and and uh, and Garth Brooks are, are friends and that he took tips from him. So let's hear what, what he had to say about uh, some of the tips that he took from Gene Simmons. How about entertainment from them, right? So these guys, what they did was they painted their faces Nobody had done it. Great. But then what they didn't realize then was, wait a minute, if I paint my f face at 60, I'm going to look exactly the same I did when I was 20. That's brilliant. And those guys have stayed in shape. And if you've ever hung around them, all of them are 6'3", six, 6'4", six, even without the big boots on. So they, they look live. I mean, I saw them, last time I saw them was probably 20 years ago, and they look like they did in the 80s. Mike, you got you got some good stuff out of, uh, out of Garth on, on that question. Yeah, I, I, that's uh, I was of course I had my mask on at that point because they told us that it was uh, encouraged, not uh, not mandatory. But I thought I'd show some respect there. Garth uh, took his mask down while he was talking to us, which uh, was cool. But uh, I, I I'm not going to be the one who pauses his tour after being interrupted. I just want everybody to know that. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of marketing um, and staying power and entertainment, uh, entertainer uh, instinct and showmanship, you can say whatever you want about Kiss and, and its quality of music over the years. I do think I didn't get a chance to ask him about the uh, cover that Garth Brooks did of Hard Luck Woman, which is one of the better written Kiss songs over the years. But uh, yeah, no, he, this guy, I, I get it. Don't you get a sense that you could ask Garth Brooks a question about anything? And he'd give you a well-reasoned paragraph or more answer that would be uh, give you something to think about. I mean, 100%. This, is, this guy's a heck of an interview. Um, and um, just a, a sharp guy. And uh, for him to, it's almost unfair to have the ability then to also go out there and entertain 80,000 people, 100,000 people at a time with the quality that he can bring. But um, I also got the sense that, you know, Gene Simmons is now 72 years old, great at, um, at keeping himself relevant. I use that word in the question, I believe. Um, and, and it strikes me that Garth Brooks will stay relevant on the entertainment scene for as long as he would like. Uh, it's not at some point that he'll forget how to connect with people. He's mm -hmm. already shown that he can connect one-on-one, -on -one, but when he's out there, the way he conducts himself, um, the way he uses social media, the way, the way he makes himself available uh, without um, overdoing it, without oversaturating the market. Um, those are things that um, no doubt he, he learned uh, from the great uh, Gene Simmons. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that, it was fun to see him kind of chuckle when you asked him that question, just because, I mean, sometimes when you, you, you kind of ask the unexpected and you get like a sincere laugh from these guys, that's, that's usually pretty, uh, pretty good stuff. But uh, also on scene with us was uh, uh, Justin Frommer from from the South Bend Tribune. He covers high school sports for us and good guy. It was my first time actually meeting him, so it was awesome to to catch up with him and and uh, and he got he he asked uh, Garth about the kind of the the present of country music with guy rising stars like luke combs luke bryant ashley mcbride uh some of these uh up and coming well not up and coming they're already there but some of these stars of country and he kind of got into depth about um about how they're doing right now with uh in within the country music world you picked a good guy luke combs um i'm trying to think uh um ashley um ashley mcbride uh, I think these 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 people are, are fantastic. Try to remember, man, before you were born, when we came into country music, we were the bad guys because we brought in Kiss, Queen. We brought in a kind of a rock kind of feel to it. So we were the bad guys, the non-traditionalists, supposedly. Well, now they're bringing in street. They're bringing in, you know, uh, uh, a lot of dance stuff to it. And But the thing, the whole thing is sincerity. That's country music, spine and backbone is sincerity. So you find the guys that are sincere, both Luke's, Luke Combs, Luke Bryan, you're never going to meet nicer guys and more real guys that know that this time, this window for them is short. And they, they, they seem very grateful. Mike from Garth Brooks, he says uh, it's going country music is headed in a good in a good direction They're there. Those three folks are putting in the work and and uh, and definitely that's that's uh, great to see. Yeah, I, I, you know, you made the point about authenticity and um and you know connection and the things that he's tried to to cultivate um you know it's uh it, it's it doesn't it certainly doesn't work if you try to do it the way uh the, the bradley cooper character did in the stars born remake um it, it can't be about all the stuff that's around the fame 
and uh, it ha- you have to be uh, serious minded about it, and you have to uh, put the uh, the fans first. And and I think the people who do survive and and put and stack decade after decade of of entertainment and uh, you know annual gross uh, earnings uh, to the stratosphere. The way the people who have the staying power are the ones who who, who have the priorities in the right place. And and he and that's what he seemed to point out the most about those folks. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And and obviously country music is is huge and and the way they're they've been the way it's it just revolutionizing is obviously in the in the positive. And uh you know it's funny, my brother actually got me into Luke Combs, so I'm actually a, a pretty big Luke Combs fan. I didn't have that many songs of his and on the road trip out here when i got hired and and was moving out here my brother did most of the driving so we have a rule in my family whoever's driving is controlling the music so my brother's <laughs> phone was in uh most of the time and he loved like i'm more of a hip-hop reggaeton kind of guy and my brother's more country music and and stuff like that so we were listening to luke combs and and even some garth brooks and and some other guys and i was like you know what this music's actually pretty good so as soon as i got to into south bend i downloaded a lot of luke combs uh a lot of Luke Combs, so it's good to see that Garth uh, gave him his due. But um, Mike, one one last thing that we talked to uh, that was uh, that I asked him during the the press conference was, "Hey, you had a little bit of seismic, uh, uh, a little bit of seismic activity in LSU a couple of days ago." Um, and I, I had to ask him, like, is, should South Bend expect some seismic activity here? And then obviously, uh, and obviously some seismic activity and he just chuckled at it and, and, and really give us a good in-depth answer at, uh, at what the folks should expect here at, in South Bend. <laughs> I tell you what, man, this, this place, cause what I love about Notre Dame as, a, as compared to most stadiums, most stadiums, because this is one of the oldest stadiums uh, in the world, uh, especially in this country, uh, this has no division, right? It's just a straight sweep up, which makes it great for concerts, great for sound, makes it great for that. And the other places seem divided. This place acts as one. And now you take that center, you take that center stage that we had last time, you move it down to about the 20 or 30. Now you've got a bigger group that's acting as one with a with a kind of 360 kind of view on it. So now it's it's much easier for everybody to be together. So I'm expecting this to be just as loud. So he says he expects it to be as loud as it was at LSU or you know you never know it could maybe be louder Mike. What do you think we're going to do you think we're going to feel a little bit of a a, a shake on uh, on Saturday night? <laughs> uh, uh well I don't have tickets so I I don't know. I I'm about a mile and a half away. It's possible but, um, you know, there's, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting point he made about just the structure of Notre Dame stadium and the way that, uh, he, he talked about how everybody's kind of united when they're inside the building. Um, though, just the way the, uh, the concrete was poured. And of course, obviously it's been updated a few times through the years. Uh, but still, even, even as, as tall as a stadium as it is now with all the, and we were talking to him on the seventh floor of it, of a nine story, uh, building now, but, um, um, he, he likes the acoustics. He, he likes that just the, the, the way people are, are, are brought together. But I'll say, uh, I would be very surprised if anything registered on the uh, Richter <laughs> scale because, uh, down there at LSU, they have a long history. We were talking about Billy Cannon with his punt return back in the fifties and, and Matt Hodson, I believe, uh, it pops up in Wikipedia, uh, with one of his touchdowns in more recent vintage at LSU, uh, that stadium, 
uh, is the only one that I that I'm even aware of that regularly ha- has a seismograph uh, on on a call there. It's because they, <laughs> they take great pride on the bayou in in uh, in making it shake. Uh, we'll see how much uh, shaking is going on in the Brian Kelly era down there. But that's where uh, Garth just came from, and uh, and that's I guess that kind of sets the bar for South Bend on a Saturday night. Exactly. And Mike, it's Brian Kelly and his family. That's the... <laughs> did, did you notice that the crawfish boil? Did you see that video? <laughs> no, recently, they did a little, they did a little crawfish boil and he, and, and, uh, and the word family, um, it just dropped like two syllables. Cause he'd turn it into a four syllable word back at the basketball game. when he first <laughs> up, And now he just went right to family. And so, um, <laughs> It's uh, it's amazing uh, what a little bit of national uh, uh, humor will do to uh, shorten a word. Hey, sometimes we all have to laugh at ourselves. And even if you have a huge miscue like that, I mean, hey, what are you going to do? But but definitely uh, but definitely that was that was pretty funny. But yeah, no, it's going to be I'm sure like he was just so excited about the concert and he's like, we're going to be moving. We're going to be grooving. We're going to be going. So it's definitely they're going to rock all out. They're going to rock out at, at Notre Dame Stadium. And and um, and so it should be a good it should be a good concert. Great guy, great human being. So it's going to be a lot of fun to, to uh, for people who are going to the concert to to listen to Garth Brooks and, and all the stuff that he has planned for for um, for the fans and everything. And you could tell he really does care about the fan and the fan experience. So he, it should be a good one for for Notre Dame fans. But as for the pot of gold, we have some cool stuff lined up. We have some uh, some good uh, some good stuff coming your guys' way. Uh, definitely appreciate you guys listening to to um, to the episode this week. Mike, you got anything to to say to the fans before uh, we head out of here? No, just just thanks for finding us, and um, we're gonna try to get into a groove of our own here coming up, and and uh, get you guys some more content and perspective uh some like you said fernando we're gonna have uh, no shortage of guests the uh the lines are out there and um and we'll be talking to you uh, uh mid next week we have next wednesday we're gonna have a guest uh, uh for sure and uh that everybody will recognize so um yeah uh, come on back awesome awesome thank you guys so me so much uh, enjoy the weekend, and if you guys are going to the Garth Brooks concert, have fun and uh, get ready to to have a good show. But for right now, this is Mike B and Fernando signing off from Pot of Gold. <laughs>